Welcome back to Beyond Meaning, the Hidden Science of Thought. Last week, we established Terence McKenna's thinking model into the model of our own show, and we went over Gödel's incompleteness theorem, and we established it to a sense in our own personality as a way to tie it full circle with recursive thought loops into the limbic system. I'm excited for this week. Uh, we're going to be discussing some other similar concepts and actually we're going to be tying them into practical applications as well as expanded ideation, which is cool because at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, sure, this is a food for thought podcast, but it also uh, is my intention to produce a content and media that is not only constructive to the subconscious, but also practically practical last week we went over how achieving a and i quote state of enlightenment isn't necessarily the end result of our efforts rather than the beginning of a new chapter for our efforts to flourish and grow within i'm uh really excited to tie this into what we're going to be talking about today which is similar in essence but really different in the same because it's like all right, so if we understand that awareness is only a byproduct of enlightenment and enlightenment isn't the end result of our spiritual conquest or our spiritual journey rather than the attainment of the tool that will help you help yourself within the space of time. So this implies a couple of factors that are going to impose upon yourself. Uh, not, only, not only time as a constituent factor, but also your own self, your personality. So how is your personality going to be in accordance to our, well, as I've said uh, on the show, chief definite aim, destiny corresponding uh, motivation that's going to drag you forward to doing your own self. So it's like, all right, we're going to be undertoning emotions as well. And the nature of emotional addictions as we talk about how it is that the subconscious wants to create and produce experiences that are going to stimulate rather than uh, it's just going to impact that subconscious mind rather it doesn't matter if it's a constructive impact or a destructive impact because it's like the body as i've said many times before if the body is a reflection of the infinite nature of the world the universe as i've said before on the show the universe doesn't differentiate between good or bad. It just responds to the information that it is given. Similarly, our thoughts, our subconscious mind constitutes itself in a very similar fashion. It's not going to be like, all right, this is a bad thought, so I'm not going to think it. It's going to just think it. And if you respond to it emotionally, then that thought is going to create an experience, which is an emotion. That thought is going to then manifest the chemical correspondence within your mind, your brain, and you're going to feel a certain way, you're going to perceive the world in a specific manner, and in turn, you're going to leave that impact on the 3D space around you, which is going to attract or propel you from specific things. It's going to attract you your own correspondence, it's going to bring you your like and vibration. Alright, so without further ado, let's just kick off the content. And as I've been bringing my attention and my focus on creating this episode, 
I've uh, noticed a sort of overlap within my awareness. And it's a couple of full, it's a few full circle realizations. And they've allowed me to step deeper into the synthesis of what makes consciousness such a motivator in our three-dimensional experience. Why our awareness has created the conceptions and the symbolisms of the recursive modalities within the subconscious mind to illustrate the self. So I've been looking at the interconnection of the frontal cortex and the energetic interplay between how our chakra system, the body's major energy network, is interacting with this uh, creative force within our brain and how it's motivating us into a state of creation followed by a habitual response that will continue to mold and perceive the relative personality which will mold and make way into the acted upon temperament across space and time that becomes the energetic ripple. We could call that the chemical signature that you are releasing. And that chemical signature, as we've discussed on the show, the limbic layers, is going to interact with this uh, with this environment and it's going to create its own uh, frequency based upon the chemical signature that it is emitting. And based upon the chemical signature that it is emitting, it's going to... So as this chemical signature starts to create an emotional response within your reality it's uh going to also influence your habits and conditions yeah we've known this right so why is it exactly that it's just such a challenge to breathe through our cravings and our ideas you know our preconceived notions of the three-dimensional world so this brings to attention a couple of questions to say the least and among those is the almost apparent question that is like, all right, do the emotions follow the energy or do the energy signals emotion? So it's like, all right, is it the outer world circumstances or is it the inner world circumstances? Uh, because it's like understanding that like, when you participate in an, ex in an experience, the end result as you pertain to doing something is the reason that you did it. You do stuff because you want to feel something. And it, at a certain point, it doesn't matter if it's like a good emotion or a bad emotion. Like the, the system just wants to feel something that's going to kick it into overdrive. If it doesn't necessarily know how to transmute that energy and process the experience to a sort of internalized dialogue that is projected into the outside world as the personality which is the end result of the subconscious mind interplaying with the outer world experience in order to create a three-dimensional perception of the systems and energies and i guess you could say the narrations that are being observed in the first place and that brings up a need for a higher awareness, a higher calling, a higher need for something beyond our own understanding. And it's seeing this. It's in believing that you understand that that sort of consciousness 
requirement comes from a singular universal force of nature that is not separate from one or the other, which is just the same expression of the same thing, as I've actually just repeated twice inside here. But um, that's the recursive function, that's the recursive personality that expands from the collective composition of numerous things into a singular thing that meets with other singular things to create numerous numeralities. And that creates a matrix of energy. And within that same matrix, you know, you can constitute those energy layers as either emotional states or energetic states, but those are going to be the corresponding molecular factors that propel you to pursue the internalized vision of the actual three-dimensional but in practical application, that sounds a little bit more like... Over the last couple of weeks, I've been challenging myself to fast 20, out of the, uh, 20 hours out of the day with a 77-hour fasting period once a week. And it's like, you know, if you know me, I'm really into challenging my, my, my state. You know, I'm into seeing the limits of my own awareness. And I like pushing it, you know? I like seeing where it is, seeing where it can go, seeing how it can be sustained, and then applying that understanding to different avenues in my life. But more than that, I wanted to bring into reality through a first-hand experience what it means to me, me myself, uh, to just embody these energies and the awareness that comes with it that is constructed upon while stepping into a new paradigm that is the paradigm of causing rather than being the byproduct of a cause. Needless to say, it's shown me a lot about not only myself and the nature of my own humanity, but in the same correspondence, it's brought me closer to the understanding of our natural, interconnected, inseparable nature. It's shown me to compartmentalize time in reference to my own awareness, rather than from an external awareness. This has inverted the Newtonian paradigm of cause and effect, linearity and order, by stepping into the unknown, the unpredictable, and unordinary. We know that energy goes into the crevices of our awareness that we consciously occupy. So let's follow this logic a little bit further. If this is true to us, then if we continue to follow the same formula of existence, then where exactly is the space and room for your habits to change and grow? There doesn't seem to be any room for growth, because there isn't. Let's look at our bodies. Our vessels can only sustain a finite amount of energy, and it is up to us as a conscious navigator of our body to redirect that energy effectively in order for our subconscious to create the experiences that are in alignment with where we are choosing to input that energy. So it's like your body isn't going to differentiate between like good or bad. It's going to just respond to the stimuli that you've been giving it. So if you're giving it the same stagnant stimulus, it's going to create the same stagnant results. So what are you doing in order to change so it's like, all right, we could talk about magic in a very literal form here. They say that nothing comes without a price, and that's exactly it. You need to give up your old stagnant habits in exchange for new uplifting ones. And that is the transmutation of the internal lower dimensional energy to the propelled. So it's like, all right, all right, all right, we're, go we're going pretty deep and I love it that we're already here. It makes me so happy that we're already here because that means that a few more episodes and we'll be in season three. Um, but I'm really just so happy that we're in the moment. Actually, 
this awareness like you know it's like this awareness there's no real name for this awareness like we don't talk about this awareness in like society for some reason well the reason is that no one's really like talking about meditation or like the ideas and like the correspondences that come with it you know it's like for the most part there's a no mysticality to like our societal uh just understanding you know at least that's definitely the case uh in the west uh being colonialized structures aka the catholic church i'm not attacking anyone it's just the paradigms that they have implemented you know it's like it's just this is it and then that's it uh the separation of church and state which is necessary has also you know for a certain degree uh, established a sort of programming that like it's like yes it's a separation of church and state but that doesn't separate spirit from it you know like it's like there's like it wasn't just thrown out of the equation it was just made its own thing you know what i mean so that's kind of like what i'm trying to like articulate within just the 3d space you know like there is that factor there is that factor of spirit soul divinity higherness you know and like that goes hand in hand with the perception of consciousness and understanding where consciousness comes from it can't just be like negated from the from the equation because it's going to be under like i mean you could do it you could do it but I mean, if you want to see a bigger worldview, a more complete worldview, um, it's obviously easier to step into that understanding with that guided perspective. So, you know, I mean, if you go back to a, the episode where we spoke about the Akashic Records and the constituency that goes along with it, we spoke about how you become... Uh, introduced to specific masters or specific uh, adepts, sages that have been able to uh, acquire certain wisdom inside of that inside of whatever it is that your experience is constituting you towards and it's kind of like an interesting cho choice of words because it's just the scripted, it's sort of like a scripture thing, you know, but it's like, it's like the word became flesh is kind of like a very interesting perspective in this avenue and i mean it's one worth tapping into for a moment so it's like before we even get to, into that like i mean i don't even i'm not even entirely sure how we're gonna go ahead and get into that to be quite honest uh <laughs> but that's fine i mean as we talk about it it'll just develop on its own and that's the byproduct of conscious awareness being in the moment and problem solving as you go along in correspondence to your own established uh, belief system. You know, it's like, so this is the thinking model, this is the belief, how do these two go hand in hand and transcend the meaning to the person who is experiencing the information? That is uh, kind of a similar uh, constituency because it's like, all right, so if we were to say that something written becomes a projection when it becomes red then inside of the ideation of that own thought a similar constituency of consciousness plays out within the bubble or within the un uh within the within the bubble yeah within the bubble of the perceived space and time that could be anything from just the subconscious programming 
to a complete and uh, utter shift in chemical state, which is which is uh, oftentimes what can happen after the state of being in awareness in relation to a certain set of beliefs becomes so well programmed within the subconscious mind that it starts to take root and impress upon the subconscious mind to the point where it becomes the personality trait. So it's like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm so happy that we were able to say that out loud. And we're taking a breath break. That was real nice. Um, yeah, you see, like, I mean, at the end of the day, we're working out these ideas together as I just open the microphone and speak into the microphone. Um, and it's really cool because it's just, it's part of the self-development journey for sure. Like, the reason that I love my listeners is not because of the fact that you stream my show and that, like, every week just you tell your friends about it and like you all stream more i love that don't get me wrong but the fact that you are all here every week shows that like me you are committed to your self-development you like to improve upon yourself and your pre-held beliefs and cognitions in a way that you can present them to yourselves and you have chosen to listen to this podcast as a way for new information to enter your ears you you, you have given me that trust and beyond that though it's more so you are on that journey you want to better yourself and that shows a lot about you even if i don't know every single one of you it shows a lot about you and that's why i feel so much joy and so much so much pride in doing this it makes me feel so complete inside of my own self because of the fact that i know that i'm not alone but don't get me wrong you don't need to listen to the show to think this way it's just that this will lead you to a bigger nucleus of people who think similarly and so on and so forth until you reach well the galactic center which is the oversoul which is actually like the highest level of like i guess you could call it like you filter through the akasha enough and then you reach like this the center of space or this dimension it's like this like i guess you could say the the highest point of like consciousness and after that like it's like what's next you know it's like you need to go through it to realize that it doesn't encapsulate anything within any cohesive understanding uh it is beyond the transparency it, it's beyond like i mean transcends maya anything that is here is maya understanding that concept leads you to a different set of uh i guess you, you could say like journey roads <laughs> that's a good one journey roads uh and i mean in this specific journey road this podcast is one of those journey roads to like that platform of dimension that leads through like that singularity you know but it's like i'm not saying it's like if you understood this you understood this you know and i'm not even saying that you have to like agree with what i'm saying it's just that like you're you're here following my logic it's just uh it's just like one of the steps you know towards that road in that road in that journey because it's like as we've already collectively seen and it's understood as like a truth that it's really like yes the journey is delicious the destination is beautiful but it's more so the molding together of both so it's like you set one goal and then you reach that goal and then that's like the fulfillment of the destination but when you get to that destination it leads you to like a different road a different a different path that is going to allow for you to uh, just think in a specific way or act and express what you have learned, apply it 
And that's going to start to actually mold your subconscious mind in a very specific way that is actually going to engage your entire brain. It's really interesting, actually. Uh, so like your new so we could say that the mind is in, is for thinking, the body is for doing, and then our soul, our consciousness is the act of being. And when you are being, you have, I don't know if I've already spoken about in the momentness, but, uh, it's like a term that I've kind of like started applying to what I consider just being here in the moment. And, and like the more in the momentness that you can acquire. Uh, it's not like a currency or something like that, but like kind of, it's like an energy thing, but it's like, you don't need to go get it. Like you just bring it to yourself. You know, it's like in the momentness by just being in the moment, the more you're in the moment you are, the more in the moment you can respond. And it's really cool uh, because it's like, it's just, it's so cool, <laughs> period. Now that we've established that the frontal lobe and the neocortex is the dominant factor in charge of thinking and knowledge, in other words, processing thought and philosophy, which create the mind, then by understanding the same factor for the midbrain and the limbic system, we understand that that's the emotional experience that is imprinting within the body. These two factors, they merge within the perception of our being to give us the projection of our soul. We can call that the neurological self. And if we want to harness each part of that mind-body-spirit triad, there's obviously different things that we can establish such as setting our intentions and rehearsing what we are going to do or actually doing what we're saying our intentions are more than anything that's the number one thing that will actually get you to where you're trying to go so it's like i'm trying to do this all right this is actionable actionable step number one actionable step number two here it is and that becomes the experience of the triad the triad that becomes the experience of the triad nothing can impact that if it is true to your specific intention specific specific if it is true to your specific intention uh-huh alrighty um that creates the experience of i guess you could say the wisdom just the knowingness uh of the being which creates a subconscious mind within the cerebellum and it's interesting because that creates the entire brain from the front to the back and that is the perception of the actual human animal it's pretty interesting to look that into actual experience. Like, it's like, there's one thing to read about it, and then there's another thing to, like, realize it. Uh, it's pretty cool, because it's like, when you start realizing these things, it's like, because it's like, you know, we're, like, told these things from, like, the beginning. <laughs> so, you know, I think that, like, we've done really good at, like, just outlining specific concepts, uh, or one specific archetype in many different concepts, uh, in a sense, creating a recursion of ideation. And uh, I think that this is a really good way to transition into the next part of the show. And that's this episode's big idea. So in the last episode, Limits of Self-Awareness, the question was, what brings you the most joy right now? It's uh, a fun question because it allows you to step into like a more playful character, into a more grateful character, into a more heartfelt character, at least in my case. Um, but really, like, I I have been sitting with the idea of creating a sense of joy within myself. 
uh, for a minute, like since I set that, uh, since I released this episode until like even before, you know, because it's like a good idea in awareness to sit with that and like focus on like, all right, so why is this bringing me joy? And then I believe we even tied it into the Ikigai. So it's like you get a bunch of things and then you tie them into another thing. And then where they all overlap, you could see how that makes you feel. And if that emotion is like a very positive emotion, seek out into yourself how you can follow that emotional state into different parts. And then you're going to see how that creates a sort of energetic ripple effect towards like the things that you are trying to accomplish. And it's cool because it's like the more balanced that you are, the bigger that idea can grow the bigger that sensation and that emotion can go into the like i guess quantum realm and go into that reality where you're trying to like emotionally connect to that state of being and once you start connecting with it like it's like it's cool because it's like the subconscious mind it just it creates it and the more that you create it like mentally it's going to happen physically because it's like one follows the other and if you choose to have like conscious awareness it's like yeah it really does work like that you know and like i mean if we're if we're out here listening to this right now it's because it does like resonate to you in this sort of speaking way in this sort of manner and it's a really cool concept it's a really cool thought that brings me uh happiness because it's like it's just how we've always known how to think but it was really interesting because it's like it is really interesting because it's like people people have programmed or society has programmed the opposite within the collective cultural realm of existence so i mean that's a lot of precursor to the answer but in this moment this show the show and like everything that is my life and uh bringing like just my life brings me so much joy i i, I uh exist to create and the more that i get to create with the show uh the more joy i feel in my moment uh in my day-to-day moment-to-moment life because of the fact that i know that like what i'm saying is a uh is just the expression of something bigger than me and it's the connection that i've chosen to uh, synchronize with and uh through out without need for labels or connectionary societal figments that are going to reduce the energetic value uh, value of anything in any perspective uh if you've uh heard this show every week which i mean bless you <laughs> uh you see that like it's just we share we all share something we all share something uh, a specific set of something doesn't necessarily need to be the same lens or something like that but we are all heartfelt individuals that like seek joy and the appropriate or the grounded ways of seeking that out while maintaining a sort of level-headedness that allows for your joy to be contagious Uh, to the world around you like be that way and it just fills you with determination and exuberance and happiness so to me that is definitely what brings me the most joy right now uh you see something beautiful for me is that it's not just any any specific one direct answer it's a correlation of a bunch of different things that create the systems within the emotional state of my own being to trigger all those collective emotions that bring about a sense of joy it's not just the good emotions it's also the 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 hard moments that are unseen unsung about those bring their own sense of joy 
because it's like you wouldn't be able to share the victory story if not for going through that and it is a very empowering lens to look through and it is definitely one that has changed the lives of many before me and it's cool because the action speaks for itself and the perspective speaks to enlighten enlighten not necessarily the world but by enlightening yourself the world follows you know you know we all know <laughs> um yeah it's cool you know like it's uh, it's a heartfelt perspective uh, that i have a lot of gratitude for discovering and uh, i hope that you do too so i think that i yeah no well, I, I don't think i know so yeah well no need to say so wonderful well a smoother transition then this one will be implemented in future episodes to elicit the shift of perspective from uh, the previous episode's question to this episode's question. <laughs> That's cool, yeah. Um, it just brought me awareness to that. And now I'm here. I'm also trying to eliminate the use of the word so from everything that I'm saying because I don't need to be using it as often as it may be coming out. Uh, I became very conscious about it, like maybe halfway through the episode. Maybe it's stuck prior to that. We'll see in post-editing. Uh, shout out to future me. What's up? Uh, shout out to future me times two to nine. What's up? Um, I want to thank... <laughs> yeah, we might leave this for sure. Um, just to lull with everyone. Uh, this is a transitionary period between last week's episode to this week's episode. Um, okay, uh, we can take one deep breath, hold it, and then exhale. In for as long as you can, out for as long as you can, but hold it for a couple of seconds. That was a good transition on its own because it was it was grounding. And that's exactly what a transition should be, so it served its purpose. Well, now as we get into this episode's question, I just want to undertone it with the idea that we're trying to see our very present moment in a, okay, so what is it that I am working towards? What is it that is motivating me the most right now? So that's kind of like the perspective, right? While the question might be, what are you currently developing the most in your life? The developments don't necessarily need to be the ones that you're showing off to the world. It's more so, it, it could even be something that you're not even aware of. But look at yourself in the mirror and literally just stare into your eyes for a moment. Even if you need to bring in a chair and like sit in front of the mirror, do that. I encourage it. And look into your, look into your eyes and then look into you, the profile between the eyes and your tear ducts that connect to your nose, the tip of your nose. And just breathe in and out and in and out until you lose count of your breath. But just gaze into yourself and then when you remember that you're like alive and like a thought comes in, don't necessarily interrupt the thought, but intercept it. Redirect that lucid awareness into the question that I just presented to you what are you developing the most in this moment and then go back into that trance and allow for the shapes and figures and visualizations to enter your awareness 
And that's going to illustrate to you the the thing, the concept, the experience, the emotional state that you are seeking out in reference to that inputted question. And that is a state of active interconnection between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind through the barrier of emotions. And in seeing that interconnection, you could present to different things and different modalities of ideas in exchange for, well, the conscious information that you are seeking out, etc., etc. Very good. Well, I feel positive on the note we're ending things on today. Not to say that I ever feel negative about how we end things on the show. I guess what I'm really just saying is that I think this is a good place to end it. I think we went over a lot of really good stuff. And I feel like the concepts that we were going over were permitted a space to really take ground and foundation within the architecture of the show. Yes, architecture, not archetype. As always, thank you for tuning in. Have a good one.